This is George Perez, and you're listening to Marvel 616 Politics, but I have a funny feeling you already know that. Marvel 616 Politics, episode 42, and uh, my good friend here, Jared, Jared Mayo, how are you doing? Jared Mayo! <laughs> I was ready for my intro. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, and I'm Andy Kirby. I thought you were going to be like, hey, it's great. And Jared Mayo! <laughs> Man, I tell you, after last episode, this thing better be uh, a hoot and a holler. Mm, better be good to me is what I got to say. So what happened? Why'd you up and leave last time? Oh, uh, didn't you guys like have a hurricane or something and knock down all the power? We basically did. I've never seen the internet go out at the office, and so uh, it was it was like oh 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 this is not gonna work. I mean, I had to go to phones, and then they couldn't record Skype on the phone, and things went downhill quickly. Uh, see, now if you lived here, and we recorded in a studio, eh eh. Do you have a studio? Oh, yeah. You've been here. Didn't, didn't I show you the studio? No, you have a comic book room full of action figures. Well, we could set up two microphones in the middle. <laughs> kind of stay <kind> on <laughs> the floor. Yeah, yeah. I like that. that's a cool idea. We could get like a big carpet like that, like they have in preschools with letters. We could sit on it with microphones and like um, chocolate milk. Let me let me tell you a story about microphones. So I went for Christmas. I got this uh, this mic. I like it like a condenser mic. You know, different channels, and I don't really know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> so Deidre walks in from uh, she was she was at a VeggieTales thing this evening. Uh, I don't know if they went and saw VeggieTales live, which I'm not sure. I mean, that seems like it would be boring watching live vegetables. Yeah, but, kind of scary too. Yeah, man, They're like 20 feet tall live vegetables coming at you and singing with a list. I don't know. <laughs> so uh so she walks in and I'm talking to my mom who brought them, their grandmother, and um all of a sudden I hear Felicity say, Don't put your mouth on it And I'm like, Holy cow, what is she doing? So I turn around and she's got like my microphone all up in her mouth, she's trying to sing and I'm like, Oh no one second, you walked in the door <laughs> So if you if you have trouble hearing me it's probably because of the spittle. Uh, it's all good. It's all good, bro. <laughs> now you were telling me uh, you were telling me a little bit about the eye doctor before we started. Did you just recently go to the eye doctor? Nope. No. Well, you know, Jennifer and I went, and I had to go off on the lady. That was kind of cool. Wait. We went, why? Because she had bad customer service, and I have no tolerance for bad customer service ever. Oh, that's terrible. What happened? We went to get glasses, and. The doctor left, so the boss was gone. So it was this receptionist that was like, you know, 100 years old. And I'm all about respecting the elderly and and all that stuff. But I don't believe in, in disrespecting other people, whether they're younger, especially if they're your customer, too. And she quoted me a price on glasses. And then I brought them up and said I wanted them. And she rang them up like $30 more. And I said, well, no, that's not what we wanted. And she goes, that's a, exactly what I told you over there. Like, no, ma'am. That you had told me it was this price. No, I didn't. Don't. I didn't say that. Oh, 
my gosh. <laughs> okay, fine, that's fine. We'll just look at other glasses. But then we had a question about our copay or whatever. Um, and basically what it came down to was she was she was she was writing the wrong information on how much we had to pay for the copay with the insurance and all that crap. And I was just like, I want you to explain it to me. And she's like, well, this is this and this is minus here and this and this. And it just didn't make sense. You know, I got a college degree. I'm not an idiot. And <laughs> they don't just hand those out. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $80,000 for that sucker. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, we did that. I yeah. still am every month. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, no, we'll just explain it. She's like, well, what do you want then? What do you want? Do you want me to just give it to you for free? And I was like, and this was after like 20 minutes of her just saying stupid stuff like this. So I finally said, you know what I want? I want good customer service. I want to be treated like a human. I don't expect to come in here and be talked down to. <laughs> and she was just like. <gasps> so, man, oh, man. Does it, I, how often do you, I mean, is that the first time you went there? Uh, it was like the fourth time we'd been there because we really liked the doctor. But she's always been nasty to us each time and we just let it roll off. You but kids, get off my lawn. Well, then Jennifer tried to talk to her, and she started telling, basically telling Jennifer she was stupid, and that's where I just, I was like, all right, here we go. You just yeah, insulted my wife. I We're can't. going down, lady. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you down. So what else is new besides getting in a fight with the old lady at the uh, eye doctor? <laughs> well, I took some dance lessons. Did you really? What kind of dance? Hip hop. Wow. Uh, you, I knew that spiky hair meant something. <laughs> well, you know, I've always danced and stuff ever since I was little, but we, uh, me and some people that I work with, we all got together and, uh, there were about, probably about 12 of us. We went over to Columbus and we hired in a, a professional hip hop dancer to come in and teach us some moves and, and, uh, Jennifer went and, uh, it was last Friday. So it was a week ago and it was just a blast. Was so much fun. We've, I've been doing them all week, like as a, my exercise instead of going to the gym. I'm just doing my hip hop dances. It was fun. But you're still taking your vitamins. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Vitamins and exercise—they're they're totally two different worlds. Oh, oh. Well, thank goodness, because I didn't want you to, you know, shrivel up and die because you thought that dancing was, you know, good enough. I mean, you need water. Yes. But yeah. you also need vitamins too. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Man, I thought I, I thought I had some great stories this week to tell you, but I mean, so far you've blown me out of the water. Well, do you and Jackie ever dance? Um, we have the We Just Dance game. Mm -hmm. Yes, I try to stand behind her so that I can watch her dance because that's really the fun part. But she she doesn't like me to watch her. Oh, yeah. So that's not as fun. Why don't you dance beside her? Well, I mean, we don't have enough room, and she has hit me before, so... Oh, she's hit you before? <laughs> well, <laughs> not habitually. It's not like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there's just not enough room, so... Now, did you guys have dancing at your wedding? Yeah, no, I don't think so, because our reception was on a boat. Gotcha. You can't dance on a boat? I mean, come on. Who could? Well, we went on a cruise and danced. Right, this is more like a... No, it, there wasn't enough room. There wasn't a dance floor. Well, this is Louisiana, so this was like swampland, right? This was in Michigan. It was in oh. the Sioux. The Sioux Locks. We went through the Sioux Locks. Oh, I don't know what that is. Like Sioux St. Marie has some locks from to get to one great lake to another. I don't know. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, like the Sioux Locks. 
teams up the Lorax to fight the Grinch. Tim Sulox licks lakes. Ooh, that sounds gross. No, I mean that's what the you know that's what you're talking about. Like fox and sock. Luke licks lakes. Lick lake? No, like, Luke, Luke Luck licks lakes, right? Lou licks the lake. Right in the in fox and sock, the Doctor Seuss book. <laughs> you had me locked. I I didn't know what you're talking about. You said it sounds like Doctor Seuss. Yeah, I, I, but then you went to a different book that I wasn't in. Oh, you were in the Lorax. Yeah, I thought you literally meant that's where you got married. It was like Luke Lick Lake. <laughs> where is Luke Lick Lake? <laughs> <laughs> Luke Lick Lake is in the Lorax. Well, I, I know. Last week um, we were talking about, you said you talked to uh, one of our friends and one of our, our, uh, our fans, Ben Kaufman, about the possibility of doing some work with him. Oh yeah, the proposition, right? Yeah, he he uh, he emailed me all excited about an idea, and uh, I forget what we talked about, what we recorded last week because I didn't listen to it. You just listened to it, so. No, you uh, you had just said that um, you were gonna you had some stuff to you didn't really give me any details. You just said you had some things to think about. Well, right now I'm doing anything to change. I'm oh doing, yeah. I'm doing several projects right now. Oh. So, uh, um, I don't know if you know you know what Skull Kickers is that comic book that Image puts out. No. Okay. Well, Skull Kickers is putting together a contest uh, and for pitching uh, writing and art. And every six issues, what they do is just you know short stories of the two main characters. And so um, they're taking submissions. So I'm trying to get at least thirty submissions in before the deadline. So I think I've done ten. So I got twenty more to go. Um, so I'm working on that. I'm working on, um, a kid's interactive kid's book for the iPad with a, with a friend of mine. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to work with Ben on, uh, his, his idea, which is like a, a medieval post-apocalyptic world. Um, kind of like a cross between Road Warrior and Book of Eli. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with these things? Yeah. Okay. Not really. <laughs> I've heard of Book of Eli. Oh, you've heard? You've never heard of Road Warrior? Like Mad Max? Oh, well, yeah, of course I know Mad Max. Yeah, ro- yeah. I thought it was some comic book thing y'all were doing. No, this is for a comic book. Yeah, I'm not writing a movie. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and then I, I, did, uh, I did two stories for, um, I told you this, two stories for a, a zombie comic anthology that's coming out. No. I didn't tell you this? No. No. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, a buddy of mine, Don Smith, who actually is a Cedarville alum, um, he he writes for Blue Water Production. Okay. And so um, I interviewed him when I was working with Comic Book uh, about his, his new comic that was coming out. And so um, uh, I showed him mine that I had written, and he, he really liked it. And, you know, this was like six years ago that – I wrote it, and uh, he called me up, and he was like, hey, a friend of mine is releasing a zombie novel, and we're trying to do um, a comic anthology of all backup stories for the novel. Would you be interested in writing one? I was like, well, how long is it? Actually, I said, heck yes, and then I said, how long? And uh, he was like, oh, eight pages. Each story's eight pages, and we're probably doing like ten stories. And I was like, sweet, that's awesome. And uh, 
So he gave me the subject, and I wrote the story, and I gave it back to him, and he sent it back to me. He's kind of the editor on the project. Well, first I read the novel. I had to sign a non-disclosure because it wasn't out yet. But um, it was it's pretty good. I mean, zombies aren't really my thing, but um, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to write for a, a, a comic book that's going to be published. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I turned in my story. He uh, handed it back and said it needed a couple edits, turned it in. He said he loved it. And then he said, hey, you want to do a second one for the anthology? And I was like, heck, yes, I do. And then uh, I did that, no edits required. And he was like, oh, it's fantastic. So, anyway. That's awesome, man. When's yeah. that coming out? Say who? When does that come out? I don't know. They're, they're, they're doing the art for it right now. I hooked Ben up with him. Um, unfortunately, artists, two artists are already hooked up to my two stories because I really did want... Uh, Ben Kaufman, good friend and listener of the show, um, but he he might be doing another story that they have. So anyway, if anybody um, wants to send in samples to me of sequentials and some pinups, then um, let me know. And, and if they're you know if they're good and if they're in a style that I think fits the stories, I can pass them on to Don. So any listeners out there that um, have sequentials, let me know. Cause I'm always looking. I'm always looking for people to work with too. I got scripts that people haven't even seen yet, man. Andy, I draw. Do you have sequentials? I don't even know what that is. A sequential is like panel progression. Like do a whole page that tells a story without any words. Like it's like a regular comic book page. If you can tell what the story is going on without the words, then you know, then you can tell a story as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, so like when you submit stuff to uh, publishers and editors, you don't want to just give, um, you know, oh, here's my, here's Superman flying. You know, here's yeah, one yeah. whole page of Superman flying. What you want to do is, you know, him flying and then he spots something and then he lands and then, you know. I don't know why yeah. I used a DC character. I apologize. Yeah, that's crap. I just didn't know. I didn't know there was a term for what it was called. I understand what that is. I just didn't know it was called sequential. Well,. It's a good thing you asked because some of our listeners may not. Well, so, I submitted a sequential for a. Um, there was a local guy. Him and his friends they do fan fiction of Marvel versus DC stuff, and oh, cool. they they publish them. They like they make their own art. If people do the art, they write the stories, and then they publish them with each other and pay for them. And so they were looking for an artist, and so I submitted my sequential, but I got third. Like, ugh. They said they'd get back in touch with me if the first two fall through. When was this? How long ago? Um, It's been while we've recorded, been recording the podcast. Well, I mean, how long since they said we would get back in touch with you? Oh, I don't know. Probably a year and a half. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, Third's not bad, though. I mean, if you think about how many people sent stuff in. Yeah, but third is the second loser. So, <clears throat> wow. Yeah, but next time you can still send. I mean, I'm sure you can send in more than one stuff thing if you, if you're starting to get better and better and better. Because I mean, the more I write, hopefully the better I get. You know? I can't get better. <laughs> I have no potential because I am <laughs> at the best. It's true, dude. I drew Captain America and Wolverine today. I subbed, and the kids were like flipping out. Wait, where, you need to post this. Oh, I gave it to them. Did, you didn't take a picture? No. Hey, how's subbing going? Speaking of subbing. Oh, it's fine. It's it's not hard. 
people <laughs> make kindergarten out to be this awful thing. Like, really? They color and read, pretend to read, and uh, have recess. It's not a hard job. Now, do, I mean, you like that? Do you sub as often as you can? or? Um, I, I sometimes say no. Because sometimes I like to not deal with that. I like, I really like sleeping in. But I don't <laughs> say yes every day. <laughs> that cracks me up. That's great. <laughs> what? I just, I like how you say, ah, I'm really a fan of sleeping in. I don't know. I do. Like, the alarm went off this morning. I'm like, why am I going in to work? <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Why am I working? What is this? I, uh, dumb. So Dude, I went. We watched a fantastic, motivating movie tonight that I had never heard of. We were at the Red Box, and we were like, ah, let's pick up a movie. So we got The Big Year. The big year. Never yeah. heard of Okay, I had never heard of it either. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's PG, it's a comedy. <clears throat> it's got Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Steve Martin. Hmm. And uh, it's all about these guys who are birders or birding. They go birding. And it's kind of like bird watching, but it's bird spotting, I guess. Yeah. And so um, they're all competing and for whoever whoever sees the most in a year. If you go for the big year. Um, you can kind of submit your results, and it's all in the honor system. And so the three of them are competing for the for the big year. And, uh, you know, one of them's like a retired CEO. One of them is divorced and has a dead-end job. One of them has a, a wife, but he's putting this thing before her. And so um, it's kind of cool because it's like, you know what, keep going for your dreams. You know, like if that's what you ro- really want to do. And, and so it, it was kind of inspiring to me. It's like, you know what? I don't want to wake up one day when I'm 50. I mean, you and I talked about this and be yeah. like, you know what? I never really liked the industry that I was working in, or I never really liked my job or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, you subbing makes me laugh and smile about that. Well, and you know, you, you kind of know my whole philosophy about jobs and working for other people, but I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, you give your best time to your job and then you come home and, and, you know, whether you're married or you have kids, you know, whatever, they get the leftovers, you know, get, they get the person that's tired because they've, they've built someone else's dream for the last nine hours. And then you come home and, and it's like, are they worth the leftovers or should they get the good nine hours and your job get the leftovers? That's how I look at it. I think that's, I, I don't know if that's a healthy way of looking at it, but that's definitely a good way of looking at it. I'm very healthy. <laughs> I know the vitamins and the hip hop. Very healthy. How is that unhealthy way to look at it? I'm just teasing you. It's not no, unhealthy way. It's the truth. It's <laughs> hey, let me ask you, what is this Facebook game all about? Is that is that one of your topics tonight or no? It is. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well then we don't have to jump into it because I am dying to find out what it is without actually becoming addicted and trying it. Uh, yes. I'm totally don't. totally out of the loop. Stay so. out. <laughs> Anyway, this is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. You can visit us on the web at marvel616politics.com. That is where you can stream or download our episodes. If you don't have iTunes, you can also find us on iTunes at bit.ly slash marvel616politics. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at 616politics. And, oh, what's the last one that I usually do? 
Oh, email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Good job, Andy. Thank you. You can also hit us up on facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We've got new releases. We've got discussions. We've got polls. You name it, it's there. Marvel Facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And you can also give us a call, ask us a question, leave us a comment, voice a concern, have a witty interjection, give us a holler. 616-755-TINA. And we will, if it's clean, <laughs> we will play it on the air. Did you did you write that down? No. Oh, you know what? We actually have two voicemails that I haven't heard yet. What? I know. Hold on. Oh. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Jason. Um, got a question for you. If you were a superhero and you were defeated by an embarrassing villain, who would be the worst one? All right, we got a message from Jason, and it said, if we were a superhero and we got defeated by a supervillain and it was embarrassing, who would be the worst supervillain to get defeated by? Like, who would be the most embarrassing? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm really excited that you're going to answer first, Andy. Oh, goodness. Uh, we just got these like an hour ago, so that's kind of cool. Okay. Dude, I think, I have to say, you know, like, before he became the trapster, I would think Pastepot Pete. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad one, right? Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be tough. I mean, Modoc is stupid looking, but he's supposed to be really smart. Um, Mole Man, you know? Like, when you come to a physical battle, I mean, maybe the giant, the wheel from Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rocket Racer. You know, those guys, the guys that have no powers but have tech that you can totally take advantage of because mm -hmm. you probably know it better than they do. Mm-hmm. But offhand, I think I'm going to go Pace Pot Pete. Yeah, that one's hard to beat. That one's really good. How about you? Uh, maybe Swarm. As a, a little bit of an insect repellent should pretty much do the trick. <laughs> if you got defeated by him, you're like, oh, crud, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. like, he's beating a purple cape. I like Swarm, though. I think he could be a real scary... If you did a horror comic, I think Swarm could be a scary villain. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a really scary movie. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with, that's who I'll go with. All right, all right. Uh, next message. If you created a sandwich and you wanted to name it after the Incredible Hulk, what would you call it? Okay, I think this one might also be from Jason. Did you hear that or no? No. Okay, all right. If you created a sandwich and you wanted to name it after the Incredible Hulk, what would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, Jason, and uh, I know Dwayne. I know you're out there, man. I know you listen. You have to. These are great. You have to send in more questions like this, more voicemails. Aaron, I know you're listening. Send down, send in some voicemails. What, what's your, what's your answer? You have to go first on this one. If, if there was a sandwich and I wanted to name it after the Incredible Hulk, what would I name it? I, I feel like I'm just going to disappoint him because I don't have anything really witty or funny. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't want to just give some stupid. Well, I mean, obviously it's got to have a lot of avocado or a lot of uh, sprouts or something on it, right? I guess. Like a ton of lettuce for the green, man. Yeah, but I'm trying to think like, you know, the incredible bulk. You know, I don't know, you know. <laughs> It'd be a really bulky sandwich. <laughs> I think you got to say something like, um, you, uh, big mean and ugly or big green and ugly. Or uh, how about big meat and ugly? Big meat and ugly. <laughs> 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 um, you have to say something about smash. I mean, the Hulk smash, you know, or bulk smash or something like that. Did you move into another room? No. Okay. Why? It, it just sounded like you went into a cave or something. Was it better or worse? It was worse. Okay. Well, I'm back now. Are we recording in a tunnel? Um, I'm recording in a um, cathedral ceiling. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you have any ideas? I just gave you all my ideas. You didn't say they were good or anything. Oh, well, they're great. That's why I didn't say they were good, because they're great. Oh, gee, Mayo, you know how to make everyone blush. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll. Maybe as the episode goes on, we might think of something. You have to come up with something, man. I think it should be Bulk Smash. All right, Bulk Smash. Very good. Oh, um, the, incre- the Incredible Hoagie or something like that. Ooh, how about leave green alone? Leaf green alone. Wait, what does that mean? And it's a sandwich without any green stuff. No, what? Because Hulk wants to be left alone. Maybe you could do the Thunderbolt or something like that for Thunderbolt Raw, right? No, I'm not taking the Hulk's leftovers. <laughs> I. You can have the Incredible Bulk, Red Bulk. She bulk. <laughs> you could have rolk and it could be on rye. Ugh. It could just be vomit on rye. <laughs> rolk on rye. <laughs> I need a rolk on rye. <laughs> okay, well hey Jason, thanks for the voicemails, man. It's good job, bud. Andy will send you some trades. <laughs> I actually I will. I did get in touch with Jason and he was like, I don't want that. Oh, speaking of which our sponsorship. Do you know who our sponsorship is? Yeah, I know who our sponsorship is. They're awesome. DCBService.com. That's DCBService.com. <laughs> they offer the best trades, the best single issues, statues, you name it. Email them, ask what you want. And uh, they offer them at an exceptional discount, up to 40% off, especially new releases. And uh, some of the bigger titles, even higher discounts. Uh, DCBS service, DCBService.com. They are fantastic, and uh, they are running a special. Um, right now, their sister company, In Stock Trades, is running a special end of the world because it's 2012. Oh, yeah. This month, which <clears throat> is March for just a couple more days, right? Uh, depends on when the podcast comes out. Oh, that's true. What day is it right now? It's April 18th. It's, it's March 29th. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. You're probably not going to be able to order by the time this comes out. I'm going to hopefully try to get this out Saturday night. But <laughs> the example, why did you just laugh? I'm really going to try. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> listen, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so uh, the example is Dark Horse is uh, 40% off and Oni Press is 38% off for the entire month. All their books, uh, I think all their trades are. So get yourself some Star Wars comics. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. In stock trades, are they are they paying us uh, to be a sponsor? It's we're supposed to switch. I talked to her. I think her name's Christina, right? And she's at, she's now following our Twitter account. Out of the blue, she was like, "You know what? I gotta follow those guys. I like them." So uh, yeah, I talked to her, and she was. I said, "You know what's going on with in stock trades?" And she was like, "Maybe we could switch off a little bit." DCBS in stock trades. Oh, never mind, guys. Not DCBS service. <laughs> okay. Don't go to them this month. Next month, <laughs> <laughs> hit them up. April, they got it. <laughs> no, but I mean, check it out. They probably have a. Uh, oh, a couple months ago, I think they had AVX uh, number zero or number one for insanely discounted prices. Yeah, I think they actually pay you to buy it. It's it's quite possible, especially if you drive all the way to Fort Wayne where their store is. Oh yeah, I should stop there. How far is that from you? Fort Wayne isn't far. Really? It's right by um, Lake Lake Mike. Well, if I'm heading up there, I'll let you know. Which, yeah, this weekend. Aren't you coming up for Gem City Comic Con? That's this weekend? Oh. Yes, you should have listened to the podcast last week. Oh, fail. That's terrible. Because remember, I was giving you a hard time about going to Texas, and since you yeah. went to Texas, now you can't come here. I know, but the bad thing is I probably could have gotten away with it. Oh. No, 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 I couldn't have. I couldn't have, because my grandmother's coming into town. Gotcha. Yep. I forgot. No problem. I knew there was something that I had to do. So anyway, that's what's going on over here. That's what's going on over there. Uh, hey, did you say Facebook already? Yeah, I said Facebook. Okay, yeah, totally, totally slipped my mind. So uh, we got some good discussions going on on Facebook. Hey, everybody, I just want to say, feel free. Well, two things: one's a positive, one's a negative. Positive. Everyone, feel free to comment, ask questions, take ownership of that page. That's your guys' page. We just, we just x comments that have profanity in it. That's all we do. Um, if you want to start something, uh, I was talking to Jason Edwards. Uh, this this past week, and uh, we were talking about starting something on the page, but if you want to say, hey, every Monday we're going to post a picture and say, all right, this celebrity, who would they who would they play in a movie, then do it. Go for it. Have it be your own thing. If you want to have Tuesday be your quiz day for Marvel 616, if you want to have Thursday be alternate reality day where you ask questions or you want to assemble teams, do it, man. Make it yourself. Make it your, make it your own. But remember, ultimately, it's Andy and I's. So if we don't like it, we will delete it. Well, I mean, yes, that's true. But generally, we only delete stuff with profanity. We try to keep the page PG so all uh, all ages can uh, can enjoy. Or really, if I'm just not into it. You're totally like a stick in the mud. Every time you're like, fuck, <laughs> so no. <laughs> I was being, that was called dry humor. I know, but it's so dry, people don't know. And they're like, ah, Jared's a jerk. Well, screw those people. That's not true. The only person that ever called you a jerk was Jen. Not your wife. Jen Capelli. And now she's my Facebook friend and helps me on my stupid Marvel Alliance game. 
I can't wait to talk about that. Let's jump into our topics. Is that cool? Gotcha. Yeah. All right. The state of our union. All right, cool. So we're doing some state of the union. We're going to try to switch it up a little bit. With this podcast, we're kind of doing an experimental thing. We'll get to uh, current events and how that's going to change in a second. No, in a couple of minutes. But uh, state of the union, we're each going to pick a topic or two and then uh, kind of throw it at each other and discuss it and, and uh, see what each other thinks and inform each other about it. So go for it, man. Well, I had two topics, but we'll go with, uh, you seem like you're interested in the Marvel Avengers Alliance Facebook game. I uh, am. Yeah, and there's quite a few people on uh, the Marvel 616 page that are playing it. There's around 10 of them, and, uh, at least that I'm friends with, I know of. And uh, what it is, is basically just a Facebook game where you get to uh, build your, your shield team of heroes. And uh, you complete missions to fight villains, and you progress through levels, and you earn rewards, and uh, you can send rewards to each other, and gifts, and different weapons, and and uh, apparent. Basically, the storyline is Isotope Eight or something crashed to Earth, and and uh, there's a villain behind it, and and all kinds of stuff. So you assemble a team and. It's been it's it's just a dumb Facebook game, but it's got me addicted because I just want to build my X Men team and and uh, just defeat all the, the villains and stuff. It's you know it's that's why I hate video games because when I play them I get addicted and I I just constantly playing and leveling up my heroes and stuff. So Andy, stay away. So what can you? I mean, what I don't really play any Facebook games. I think I played Mafia for one day. Okay. So, have you ever played that? No, this is my first Facebook game. Oh, okay. All right. So, basically on that, you had money, I guess, and then every couple, every 15, 30 minutes, you could use it to buy something or or attack somebody or something. And then, uh, but it really had no point to it. You never could win. Can you win in this game? Yeah, yeah, eventually you can defeat all the missions. Okay, so is it actually you walking around, or is it just, like, text-based? No, yeah, it's just uh, you click on a, a city building that's lit up, and when you when you click that city building, your three characters show up, and the villains show up, and you take turns attacking each other. Okay, and can you play with other people? Uh, you can fight... You can, fight against other people like i could take my squad of three and fight well not fight but beat up your squad of three um and get some some points that way so how do you team up with i mean how's jen helping you on there because when i go she can send me gifts she can send me like energy packs and stamina packs and grenades and then i can go to her city and collect uh different items that will help me ah so who's on your team? Oh, I've got uh, Jason. I've got, I think, Dwayne. Uh, I've got, let me just pull up my team real quick. I meant who's who your characters, but yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, sorry. Tell- I'm sorry. All right, on my team, uh, I got Iron Man, Hawkeye, Ms. Marvel, Colossus, Cyclops, Storm, and Black Widow. 
Say that again? You got Iron Man? I thought you only had three. You can only use three at a time. So you, you have Colossus, Iron Man, Storm, Black Widow. I think we're cutting out a little bit. But I've got the Hawkeye, Black Widow, Iron Man, Colossus, Cyclops, Storm, and Ms. Marvel. Goodness gracious. Now, is it Ms. Marvel in the old costume or the new costume? Old costume. What do you think about the new costume? Oh, yeah, we didn't get to talk about that, did we? I don't think so. Did we? I thought, no, we did. Because I was talking about Captain Marvel comeback, and you're like, maybe you should read what's really happening in comic books. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Man, oh, man. I hate having it cut out. I live my life, like, from show to show, saying, okay, what have we talked about? What have we not? No, it's okay. It's okay. So do you think you're going to get into Marvel Avengers Alliance? Um, I don't really have that much time. I mean, that sounds like a real jerk thing to say, but like, uh, I don't, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the comic report.com. And so, uh, like most of them, like if I get like two minutes in a day, then I'm updating that, you know what yeah. I mean? No, it's good. Don't do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I like to watch those type of things. Yeah, we could probably post we could post some cool screen grabs or something. It has been really cool. The best part probably has been the villains because they're these villains, it's not just like Magneto and Apocalypse and Doctor Doom, it's it's uh um the Crimson Cowl is one of the villains you have to fight. And you fight Ironclad. It's like kinda obscure, so that's kinda cool. So uh who's out out of all your friends they're playing, um Who's the furthest ahead? Colton Young. Is he on the? Page? I don't know if he's a fan of our page. I don't believe he is. He's. Uh, I think we're friends from One Million to Bring Back Wolverine and the X Men fan page. Ah. <laughs> yes. Good luck with all that. <laughs> is that is that page still up there? It is. Oh, dude, the negative thing that I was gonna say say about Facebook. Man, people do people throw you into groups? They're like, hey, join my group. You have no choice. What? Yeah, like, see, that's why we have a page. We have a Facebook fan page. We don't have a group. Because with a group, you're like, oh, and they're part of the group, and they're part of the group, and they're part of the group, and they're part of the group. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like, then, uh, dude, my every group I'm in, I get emails from every post. I'm up to 100 emails today because I got thrown into two more groups today. You can unsubscribe from those. I can, but not through my phone. I have to do it. I have to log in and do it. Oh, do you usually just do everything from your phone? Yeah, most of the time. <clears throat> gotcha. But see, I mean, like, let's see. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you, I, I, was, I had two more groups today. The vintage comics the comics group at Action Figure uh, Action Figure Trading Group. I was I was thrown into that one. You don't even do action figures. I know. <laughs> the um let's see, where's the other one? International Comics, uh Stripova Sigzo Ramola Comics. Uh, and then I had, um, the John Romita Senior Fan Club, 
so like I'm in these groups and then I'm like, oh man, how do I? And then I gotta log in and like go in and unsubscribe. And because Facebook changes every time I log in, I figure I have you have you seen this new timeline thing? Yeah, but I don't want to talk about it because on Saturday everybody goes to it. On Saturday, what is what? What do you mean? On March thirty first, everybody gets it. Oh, seriously? Yes. I I don't know how to work it. I'm not that smart. Including our our fan page, the six one six page. No, it does not. Does it really? Yep. Yeah. Lo- if you log in right now, I'll go to our page. It says at the top on March thirtieth. Oh, I guess that's tomorrow. On March thirtieth, two thousand twelve, all Facebook pages will get a new design. Preview preview your page now to see what it looks like and try out new features. No. How's that going? How's that going to help us? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, Facebook has changed a billion different times, and each time we're always like, it's the end, I hate it, and we just get used to it. Well, it may be the end if I don't know how to work it. Oh, uh, well, I'll fix it. You know how tech-savvy I am. Oh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, how do I get my computer to turn on? <laughs> hey, whatever happened with that computer virus? I don't know. I'm still using my computer. And it's still not It's not. Not bad? All those windows haven't popped up for a while. Maybe it died. Maybe the virus died. Did you use antibiotics? Uh, I keep using... Well, Jen Capelli sent me some frag bombs, so I use those. And uh, No, right. I ran the malware virus thing again like two days ago, and nothing came up. Let's see here. What? Who, David Hopkins wrote on you. I didn't know. I'm I'm looking at the Facebook page. I'm getting distracted here. Recording oh. a new episode tonight in about two hours. Questions, comments, concerns, witty interjections. Oh, you did say all that. All right, let us know. SAP want to be played on the air. Six one six seven five five. Tina. Uh, David, we are also about to record. We'll send good vibes, ones that produce feeling, sweaty feeling. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah, I don't know him. He's uh he's over at Hideous Energy. Gotcha. Yeah. He's a good guy. Both of them are over there, David and Austin. They're all right. What is uh what's your topic? Your Marvel News topic. Oh, getting back on yeah, this infinite comics. Or infinity. What is it? Infinite? Infinity? Uh I think it's infinite. Oh, wait, wait. There was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about on yours. Oh. Okay, in general, yeah, Infinite Comics unveiled. There we go. All right, so on yours, do you think that Marvel is making good strides? Like, do you think the Facebook game is good, and how so? Like, is it is it progressing where Marvel needs to go? Whoa, I'm going to sell my drink. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just another platform to get Marvel's name out there and to get their characters out there is what I see it as. You know, it's not a game that requires a, a ridiculous amount of skill. There is some skill, but not a ton. So, you know, you can be in elementary school and play, or you can be an adult and play it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the more exposure of the Marvel characters, the better. The better for... For Marvel to get some more to get them more household because you know 
household names are, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, even Aquaman, things like that. And then, you know, we've got Spider-Man and Hulk, but even characters like Captain America, Thor, Wolverine, you know, they're not as known as those guys. So what do you think the end game here is? After you get the household names, what after that? It's just exposure. I mean, it, ultimately, you know, the the more exposure you have, the the more you know, I you can become iconic, and you're more recognized. And with all of that, there's a monetary component to it. Well, that's true. Yeah, but do you think that? I mean, well, I mean, this is going to lead into the infinite comics thing. But do you think that they're trying to take their characters into different mediums to make a primary revenue stream out of something other than the comics? I don't think primary. I think additional. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, how long have they had the Marvel Islands of Adventure? You know, but that's not their primary revenue stream, but it's just another way to get themselves out there. There's there's Marvel clothing. There's Marvel toys. since you know, forever. Huh. All right. All right. Well, then <clears throat> let's go right into the Infinite Comics. Um let me just read this article for you out there. Today during Marvel House of Ideas panel held out South by Southwest, Marvel introduced or announced the advent of Infinite Comics, a new format designed especially for the digital realm as part of, uh, part of Marvel Revolution or Revolution, depending on how you see it. Uh, Infinite Comics is a new technique in comic storytelling that is built specifically for the digital world yet in a very elegant way manages to keep the purity of what makes a comic a comic, explains Joe Casada, chief creative officer of Marvel Entertainment. It gives readers the same feel of reading a traditional comic while also offering a whole new experience that really feels like the future of where the medium is heading. The uniqueness comes from the fact that Infinite Comics uses tools that the digital medium offers, but it doesn't reinvent comics so completely that they become something more than what they are, continues Casada. If anything, outside of the great smell of ink on paper and holding a physical comic book, the infinite comics technique, I feel, enhances what a comic book can do without changing what makes a comic great. So uh, the first offering from Infinite Comics will be Avengers versus X-Men number one, Infinite, a tie-in story, Starring Nova, written by Mark Wade, with art by Stuart Eminem and Marte Garcia. Available for purchase on the Marvel Comics app, free with the redemption code found on the printed copies of AVX number one. So, um, have you have you heard anything more about this? Like, I know it's very difficult to see. I mean, if it truly is a a, a uh, digital plus let's say, than, you know, seeing it on the screen. They can't kind of preview it, you know? Yeah. But do you know anything about it? I, I really honestly yeah, I haven't been following it too closely because I'm not interested in it. Okay, why aren't you interested in it? Uh, I like my trades. Well, I think that you would still be... See, okay, that is one thing I'm worried about. If they do... If they do just digital content, like exclusively digital content, I'm not too worried about that because I know it's still going to be collected in trades because there's still a market for that out there. There's still a demand. But if they create a different experience that cannot be captured in a trade, what are you going to do? 
you don't think they're going to put the stuff in trades? Well, what if they create it and it can't be captured in a trade? What what if the experience looks different? Like, look at the motion comics for Spider-Woman. Yeah. Okay. Which was first a comic, though, on paper. No, it was first a motion comic, then oh. they, they printed it on paper. Okay. I mean, t- in in the timeline of the public. Now, it probably was on paper first, technically, but... um. The motion comic came out before the the paper issues. So, I mean, did you watch those? Did you buy those? I got the uh, Astonishing X-Men one. Oh, did we talk about this already? Yeah. We talked about it two episodes ago. Goodness gracious. Did we really? Yeah. I got the, the, uh, the issue pulled up. We discussed Captain Marvel coming back, Infinite Comics. There was two episodes ago? No, actually it was the last episode. Oh, why are we talking about this again? Before the hurricane. (laughs) Man, that episode really messed us up. So this is episode 41.5.1, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, But, so, I guess my, my biggest concern is that if they create something that um, is a new field that's like, you know, like we talked about before, the dot comics or whatever, but um, if they create it and it can't be captured on paper adequately, are we going to then move away from paper or am I going to have to diverge or is it going to be two different universes or do I have to keep up with both? You know, it's kind of, I like the paper comics in my hand more than than the trade. So if something happens where my experience changes and the story and content changes, and so I have to, you know, is it going to force me to go all digital when I don't want to? Hmm. I hope not. I don't think so. But do you see my point, though? Yeah, but I think it's kind of like newspapers, too. People still buy newspapers easier and quicker online, but every but a lot of people still have newspaper subscriptions. Yeah, but that's I mean, like you said, that's like that's become outdated and outmoded. But there's still a demand, so they still make them. I'm wondering if there truly is a demand though, because they still make them, but it's a it's a waning enterprise. Yeah, but just because it's not becoming more popular doesn't mean there's still a demand. I mean, um, all the libraries aren't going out of business. Um, all the bookstores aren't going out of business. <coughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't see Marvel shooting their their whole company in the chest by putting every comic book store out of business. Yeah, I don't know. How do you think that's going to affect the retailer? Like, how do you think Infinite Comics is going to affect the retailer? Or do you think it's not going to? I don't know. I, I mean, you're hitting me with all these questions that were not in the program notes for me to think about so I have a good witty answer beforehand. I know, but I mean... <laughs> So I haven't thought about it. I don't want to come up and say something stupid. 
You can't say anything stupid. Come on. You're I'm, right. Come on, Mayo. And plus, these, to... were in the, these were in the show notes before, so you did think about it. Yeah, and you know what? We already talked about it. So how come you don't have answers? Because we didn't talk about this part. <laughs> I would say <laughs> if, <clears throat> if it does not create... It's kind of a catch-22. If it creates a demand for something that we didn't know that we needed or wanted, then it's going to make it very difficult for retailers to keep up. If you say, well, <clears throat> that's not true because it's not going to create that demand, there's still going to be a demand. If you say it's not going to create that demand, then it's going to flounder and they're going to try something else. You know, mm-hmm. It's just digital is way too lucrative to give up after the first couple tries. Yeah. So if it doesn't create that demand, then retailers are going to be okay and digital is going to look stupid. But if it doesn't create if it creates a demand but still there's a demand for paper that the retailers survive, then it makes me think that you're going to need both mediums to have a complete experience. And that's what scares me. I don't want to say, okay, well, half the stories on my tablet or my phone, and the other half I have to go to the store and pick up, or vice versa. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know what I think. Are you for digital in general? I Honestly, I don't care, because I just don't use it. But I know that the younger generation, if that's what it, gosh, I sound old. The younger generation. I mean, you uh, are doing hip-hop dance. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's young, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what the kids are doing. <laughs> but uh, if that's what it takes to bring people in, especially young people, you know, you go out and you see the Avengers movie, and then you download Avengers number one on your tablet, as opposed to, is there even a comic book store within 50 miles of me? Or if it is, all I see is a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons tables set up. I'm not going in there. That's not cool, you know? If you can just get on your tablet and download it, that's awesome. Right. Now, why isn't Marvel going to all day-and-date digital publishing? Any ideas? I was talking to Jackie about this. I was boring my wife about this on our walk today. And uh, (laughs) this poor girl, she doesn't want to listen to this stuff. But I was like, you know, as much as I like the paper book, if if they... had a subscription and said, okay, 20 bucks a week, you can read whatever you want that we publish. I'd, I'd be all that. I would spend that much money. I would spend $80 a month just to read everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would totally probably convert to digital for, um, for all day and date releases. But because digital, is a, it doesn't have the same content. You can't get, you know, you can't necessarily get the 12 or uh, Dokken, or some of the lesser-known ones, you know, like people, the ones that people don't follow. Because <laughs> there's a reason. Right, right. But but why? I mean, why are they going to the extra expense to publish them? It seems like for the ones that nobody's going to go out and drive to get, those are the ones that should be available through digital. But I mean, if you're uh... 12-year-old kid and you just go and see the Avengers or Captain America and Thor, you're not going to download Dokken in the 12. Right, but I'm not saying exclusively. You pet, you put your bestsellers up there 
and then you put your other ones up there too, and then you only release to the retailers the ones that have the highest grossing performance. There's a lot of business. There's so many different angles with this. All I know is it's got to be cheaper to put it out on a server instead of distributing it through Diamond. And also, is this going to kill Diamond? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm talking about. That's what there ought to be a law. <laughs> now I do feel old. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm done with this topic. I'm really interested. I guess the key to this that 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 makes it matter most to me is: Are we going to have digital subscriptions besides what they have now? Oh, you can read, you know, 24 months ago their comic books. You know, why would I want to read Civil War number five? And not, you know, like sign up for digital subscription, which I did last year, mm-hmm. and read Civil War number five, and none of the other Civil Wars are released. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, anyway, it has. Go ahead. You should write a letter. I oh, I'm gonna write a letter. You have a piece of paper and a quill pen, and some postage. Walk right into your nearest post office and give it to your mail carrier. Right, and then they're going to be like, "Why don't you just email this in?" And I'll be like, "Oh, what an idea, digital comic." <laughs> they're like, "We're all going out of business too." <laughs> well, hey, one more thing. I know that we are only supposed to have each one topic. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Andy Kirby, yeah. are you excited for what is happening Sunday, April first, at ten a.m.? Louisiana time. Sunday, April 1st. Is, what is it? Is it free comic book day? No, Andy. The debut of Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, you're going to think I'm an old fuddy-duddy. Or actually, our listeners are going to think this. Okay. So, you know, I ordered a bunch of subscriptions, uh, uh, and for some reason, I don't know, Kevin's going to have to answer this, because he was asking about subscriptions, but mine are always two weeks later than when the book comes out. So that's a bummer. But um, So I end up buying them twice. Hmm. So I go, and I, I, they, have, they just changed the, um, the back ad for the books, and it used to be an ad for Avengers Assemble Number 1. But now it's for the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. And I was like, sweet, awesome. I started looking. I was like, Sunday, 10 a.m.? I was like, why why are they trying to do a show right during church? I know. Right in the middle of church. Like, imagine all those kids and parents who are like, ah, should we go to church this week? I don't know. And and any of those, if they're Spider-Man fans, they're all going to be like, no, oh, uh, no. And, you know, it's like, ah, just maybe with DVR and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't get any channels. So, yeah, I am excited that it's coming out. And I'll, I'll probably try to find it and download it or see if somebody can record it for me. But, um, but you know, it's like. I hope DVR helps with that, where everybody's like, no, we're going to church, and we can catch it later. But it, for ratings, they don't, the ratings don't go off of DVRs. 
for something to survive, you're going to have to have good ratings, right? Yeah. And so that means that people are going to have to watch live as it goes on. And it just scares me that, you know, Spectacular Spider-Man was a fantastic show and only lasted two seasons, I think. Maybe just one. No, it was two. Okay, two. But I, I don't get why they're putting it right there. And then Jackie again was like, well, Andy, I mean, everybody's sleeping in on Saturday and they're doing their thing. Sunday really is the day to relax nowadays. You know, like nobody gets up and they go to church and they that's their day to relax. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And she said, if you want the most viewers, you're going to put it then. Yeah. So. She's right. Now, I haven't seen the trailer even, though. Andy. Andy, Elizabeth, and Kirby. What? What? Why haven't you watched? Do you not love Spider-Man? Why do you hate Spider-Man? No, I do. I don't like slot Spider-Man, but I do like this. No, but I mean, I, you haven't watched the trailer? No, where is it? Ever. Comic book resources, Newsarama, Marvel.com, YouTube. Okay, let's go to YouTube. It was probably even on the comicreport.com. I think we we had this discussion too. What? Didn't we? What discussion? Let's see here. Uh, I think we had this discussion last time. I hadn't seen this. All right. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon trailer. La da 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 da. All right, let's watch this thing. Thirty-one seconds. Oh, I downloaded a five-minute one today. What? Let's see here. I'm not gonna watch this five minutes on the show. Let's see here. Well, we need to be prepared for the show. Clearly. <laughs> All right, here goes. I'll give you a play-by-play. Cityscape. J. Jonah Jameson screaming at people. All right. Spider-Man's swinging. He dodged something. There's some sort of symbiote fighting him. Now Doctor Doom is fighting him. And some sort of electro boomerang. Living laser. Living laser. Now he's sewing his costume. All these people that I don't know. High school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? He's got the iron Spidey costume? Are you? I don't know, man. What? I don't know if I like the animation. Really? It's kind yeah. of like spectacular. It's, I know. It's a little bit like spectacular, and it's a little bit like, uh, yeah, but his tech is upgraded. He's got a spidey motorcycle. He's flying around like Iron Man. I don't think that's all this one episode. You think that is all one episode? Or no, no. <laughs> I'm going to stop this trailer. I think this is boring for our audience. <laughs> Look, no, but this is this doesn't make sense to me because I, do I want do I want to see Spider-Man training to to like a series about him training with new weapons and stuff? No, that's why I don't like slot stuff. I want the old school Spider-Man stuff. Well, that's not the premise of the series that he's training with new weapons. It is or isn't? It's not. Where did you read that? Well, that's why I'm getting out of this trailer. Oh. I think it looks cool. There's all kinds of different Marvel heroes that are showing up, Marvel villains that are all over the Marvel Universe showing up. There's clips of Thundra and Pacepot P even. 
and Living Laser and Doctor Doom, but then you also got Venom and Doctor Octopus and Rhino, and uh, he's part of a team uh, that that includes Luke Cage and Iron Fist and White Tiger and Nova. Things would be awesome. Well, I, I will definitely watch it, but I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get me as excited as the spectacular did. Gotcha. Ah, uh, well. Did you that, ever watch the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes? Um, I think we watched the first five episodes, and uh, I really liked the one with the origin of Captain America. That was really good. I couldn't remember that. the The season two premieres for that on Sunday as well. They only have one season out. Yeah. Like conceivably, I could catch up on that. Yeah, because they held out for the movie to start season two. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but the waiting has been dreadful. There was a there was a cliffhanger in the last episode, so. Oh. Well, yeah, no, I definitely give that a shot. If the thing is, like, I can't, I, I never have time to sit down and watch something on my own. Yeah. Because a, a friend of mine gave me, like, uh, he downloaded the. First episode of the Game of Thrones, and he gave it to me months ago, and I still haven't watched that. Well, hey, I mean, you know, you can watch TV or spend time with your kids. Well, clearly. I mean, when my little girls come up to me and they're like, Dad, can we play kickball outside? I mean, come on. No, we can't. Daddy's watching Game of Thrones. No, you sit down and you watch this (laughs) ultimate Spider-Man right now. That's right. You will enjoy it. No, totally, man. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, because uh, really, what, what, what's it going to matter? What's TV going to matter 20 years? But, you know, spend that time with your kids when they're little. That's exactly what's important. I will tell you this, though. I was very happy, like, last Friday, I think uh, the night after we recorded the last uh, podcast, or half of the last podcast, whatever, um... For, for movie night, we try to have a movie night every Friday. They mm. wanted to watch the 1994-96 uh, Spider-Man cartoon. Oh. <laughs> so we uh, we watched a few episodes of that, and that was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> like, we watched the one uh, Turning Point and Goblin Wars, where, like, um, Hobgoblin and Green Goblin are there. Yeah. And Green Goblin knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, <clears throat> and he's talking to him, and Kingpin's there. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, Felicity's like, okay, wait, that's the Green Goblin, and then the Hobgoblin's his son? I'm like, no, 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 no. Harry's his <laughs> son. He's mad at him because he broke up with Mary Jane. And so she's like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, we just finished it. We just finished that series. Oh, yeah? Last week. They and... asked me They asked me where Gwen Stacy was, and uh, I was like, oh, she, she shows up in the last episode. Yeah, but... I didn't realize that there was absolutely no closure to the season. No, dude, there's not. And they, <laughs> really? they were like, well, where'd Mary Jane go? And I was like, she's kind of in limbo. Did they <laughs> find her? I'm like, not really. It's a real <laughs> letdown. Like, they leave going to look for her, and that's the end of the series. Yeah. But it continues on into Spider-Man Unlimited. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. It's the same universe. No, really? Yeah. Spider-Man Unlimited is the same. Like, he gets back with Madam Web? No. 
it goes in Spider-Man U- Spider-Man Unlimited it starts off like the first episode is in the same universe as the Spider-Man series we were just talking about but then they get sent to an alternate dimension so it's still in that continuity but then he's in a new dimension I don't count that as real that one does never happen <laughs> The half-animal people flying around on motorcycles, like hover cycles. That was from High Evolutionary. It doesn't... It's terrible. It's terrible. And then the nano technology for the suit, and then the Venom symbiote, like, just flying around on the spacecraft. Ah, stupid. (laughs) You know, they didn't even finish the last episode for that series. Uh, Well, I don't blame them. They were like, oh, (laughs) this is a travesty. Why are we wasting time on this? (laughs) Hey, one thing we did finish with our kids was um, we just finished um, reading the hardcover, the first probably ten issues of Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Oh, really? Did you ever read that? No, uh uh-uh. I'm sure I asked you that before, but it is one of my favorites. And the girls loved it. It's it's got, you know, Mary Jane Homecoming and then Mary Jane... No, I think it's Mary Jane, and then Mary Jane Homecoming, and then Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane Volume 1 is all collected. Oh. Huh. It's yeah, really but... good. They, at the last page, Mary Jane finally figures out that she really likes Peter, and, you know, it's set in high school, and then all of a sudden, uh, he's like, oh, let me introduce you to a new girl at school, Gwen Stacy. And so it's kind of backwards that way. But it's written by Sean McKeever, so I know you probably won't like it. Uh, he wrote Sentinel, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. I didn't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a jerk thing to do. Do you remember when those Tsunami comics came out? Yes, I do. 2001, 2002? I just bought the Venom trade this weekend. Which one? Twist? The Tsunami. The it was the whole it's the entire series. Oh oh yeah, uh, by Daniel Way and and uh, Herrera. Umberto Ramos, isn't it? No no no, it looks like Ramos, but it's um Herrera. Oh, well, huh? I haven't started to read it, but I got it for a good good deal. So I have I have all three trades, <laughs> and it is extremely strange, and it's probably not in continuity. Oh, really? Hate to break it to you, buddy, but I think that they they kind of retconned most of that. They were like, you know what? This story uh, probably didn't happen. Mm. Well, I could have bought something else. Yeah, but that's when uh, Peter David, I think, was writing um, Young Namor. and oh, Namor, Mystique, Human Torch, Sentinel, Venom, Emma Frost. Emma Frost come out during the tsunami? Yep. But that's when Brian K. Vaughn was writing Mystique, right? Yes, that series was fantastic. You know what? I might give that a go because I never picked that up, but I really like BKV, as they call them. Yeah, they just uh, released all the the issues as two big trades, actually. Did they really? Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they've got them at, I don't know if you have a half-price books near you, but they have quite a few of them at our half-price books. Half-priced book. Is that, that's a chain? Like bulk discount stuff for Marvel or something. Ah. Man, I need to start making my list. DCBF, in-stock trades. Oh, and I'm going to the Gem City, so if there's something you're looking for, 
I know one trade that the Spider-Man trade you're looking for, but there's yeah, something so else. Let me know. Those two. Actually, no. See, I had you buy me all those single issues, and you. Sent I know. Them. Yeah. So why am I buying you the trade? I don't know. But if you see those mystique trades, I really actually would be interested in those. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could just get those for you from Half Price Books. I had a coupon. How much are they? Mm, I think they probably run around ten each. Oh, that's it. I want to say. Yeah. Pick I'll up. check. I'd check for, before I buy <laughs> for you. Well, yeah, I'll check BCBS too. I mean, they're responsible. In ThugTrade.com. Okay, are we uh, done with um, State of the Union? Yeah. All right, on to current events. I gotta tell you, I can barely keep focused this evening. I'm just having so much fun talking to you. <laughs> well, we didn't get all of our talking in last week. I know. I know. Now, I mean, okay, here's what we did for uh, current events this time. We picked, we each picked two books that we were most looking forward to reading, and we, I think we picked them before we read them, or did you read yours already? Oh, no, I knew what I was looking forward to. Right, but... Oh, so you read them, but it didn't change? Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm just... I I guess my premise was we're, we're going over the, the two books we're most looking forward to and then whether they met our expectations or they didn't. Right, yeah. But see, I... Because I didn't read any until I picked them, I, I said, okay, which ones am I looking forward to most? And then I read those. Gotcha. Well, mine didn't change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what are your same two? Thing. What are your two? Uh, AVX number zero and X Force twenty three. All right, and mine was Amazing Spider Man number six eighty two and Avengers twenty four point one. Is it six eighty two or five eighty two? Six eighty two. Whoa. Okay. Five hundred was when he had the birthday with Straczynski. You are correct. I know I'm correct. My notes are wrong. You must have sent me the wrong notes. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, that's not possible. I texted you today, and you're like, are you sure 583 is out? And I'm like, no, it's not 583. <laughs> I said 683, but it was 682. I know, I know. <clears throat> All right, so which one do you want to do first? Why don't you start off? Okay, let's hit Amazing Spider-Man number 682. Now, let me say, before we hit this, the reason why I was looking forward to it is because it's this, the end, uh, the end of the earth, no, the ends of the earth, and it's kind of like everything has been building up to this in Slot's run. Um, everything since, you know, Doc Ock, his, his first issue, um, big time, <coughs> pardon me. Um, where Doc Ock attacks the city with his Octobots and everything. And then we have, um, you know, where Doc Ock takes over the city and tries to automate it. And um, So we have a lot of different things with Doc Ock peppered throughout the whole thing. And so this is kind of where his whole conspiracy uh, and plan comes together in this. So that's what I was kind of looking forward to. I was like, maybe everything's going to tie together. 
maybe it'll be worth it. I've had a real problem getting into slot stuff because it's not meaningful to me. It's kind of just like one big thing after another, like we talked about before. But it's not who Spider-Man is. It's kind of just like, oh, this would be a cool story or this would be a cool story. And it's not really the essence of Spider-Man. You could put almost any character in there and I think it would be very similar. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. So that to me, if you can just interchange characters, then it doesn't make it Spider-Man. Like the Scarlet Spider title, those three, if you interchanged any character with Kane, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. So moving forward, um, the art on this, uh, I love the art. It's fantastic. Um, but Spider-Man's fighting some villain who is, I forget his name, Equinox. And he has uh, hot and cold, basically. And so we see Spider-Man kind of on a, a Green Goblin glider throwing spider bombs. And it's just, it's weird. Like, <clears throat> it makes sense that he would he would start to learn from his own bad guys and that he would... But it doesn't make sense that he would use these things all the time. I mean, he's got a well-defined character, and he's got a, a shtick that works pretty well. So why would he change, like, just out of the blue and say, oh, well, I'm going to have my spider glider now like my arch nemesis Green Goblin does, and I'm going to carry around a pouch. Like, this is this is clearly written just for the fans, you know? Mm. And then they go into topics about how things he makes at Horizon Lab has practical applications. He's getting a lot of patents and everything. And basically we find out that he's been um, creating things and doing patents uh, for the purpose of, of kind of storing up to defeat his villain. And he kind of says, oh, well, I'm going to create this and this would be good for this villain. This would be good for that villain. And he's been uh, saving six of them. So obviously the Sinister Six. So then all of a sudden we find out, oh, well, J. Jonah Jameson comes in and says, I'm going to shut Horizon Labs down. And that's that's from a couple issues ago where uh, Jonah's son gets trapped on a Horizon Labs um, shuttle up in space. And so he's not happy about that. And he says, oh, they're a menace. So he wants to shut them down. Then we go to a secret underwater location where Doc Ock is puking up blood, but the Sinister Six is behind him. Doc Ock looks pretty mean but fantastic at the same time. I think it's pretty cool what he's doing. Did you like how his costume is now or his no. trail? No. <laughs> I like don't? the I like the big goggles, bowl haircut, orange and green, frumpy Dr. Octopus. Okay, now why? Like, to me, this makes him more menacing. This makes him look like he means business. Now, do you remember they, they, they changed his costume when uh, Spider-Man 2 came out? Yes. He got a trench coat and long black hair. Oh, yeah, he did get long black hair. Right. Um, but you still like the bowl cut looking like a dork? Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you change Spider-Man's costume... Like, at the end of this issue, you know? Uh, that's not Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man in a different costume. Right. I want has, Spider-Man back. Has it been long enough, though, that that this is his new costume, or no, not for you? What do you mean? 
Doc Ock or Spider-Man? Doc Ock. Yeah, he's he's had the black trench coat look. Like, get him back to... to I mean, w- the way that I was introduced to Dr. Octopus was the 90s animated Spider-Man series. So that's how I see Dr. Octopus. Yeah, and see, you know, he was he was menacing, even though he had that in that series. They did a good job with him. Yeah, I thought he was really well portrayed. Get him some orange shoulder pads. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in either case, I think that the uh, I think that this this portrayal of him and the art is good. Oh, the art's fantastic. Yeah, I really it, like the art. It is. Um, now they say, okay, uh, now's the perfect time to strike. I do like how Slot kind of says, um, well, the Fantastic Four, the Defenders, the X Men, they're all occupied. They're all away. And they say, what about the Avengers? And he says, well, I've analyzed their strengths and weaknesses, and I've devised a countermeasure. Um, so he kind of, I don't know if we're going to get that explained. But basically, his thing rises. He creates a lens or shield over all the Earth. And this is what is weird to me. He manipulates, I'm not going to say he fabricates global warming, but he... Um, manipulates a supposed already global warming into proceeding faster and faster and faster. So then he transmits himself over all the airwaves when everybody's dying of heat. And um, he says, look, this is what you've done to your planet. My lens only magnified it and said uh, or or showed you what's going to happen earlier or sooner than what, what would happen. But I'm going to give you the key to reverse this. That's the stick. Here's the carrot. Let me be the dying scientist. Let me be the man who preserves Earth for all time and who shielded you from all of your you and your children from harm. This is all I want, my friends, this and nothing more. I beg you, let me give you the greatest gift of all, a future. So he wants to help them, but he put them in peril to do it. And the Sinister Six I, is, is all for this. So it's kind of strange to me. The premise is totally weird. So uh, Pete races and, and goes to Horizon Lab, and he's like, I got to do this. I need a plan. I, didn't, I underestimated Doc Ock. I didn't know he was going to do something like this. But he hears people along the way who, who are like, well, he may not be that bad. I mean... Remember when he took over the city and he automated? The trains ran on time. Now, that's clearly, you're talking about World War II when they were talking about Benito Mussolini. That was the famous line in Italy. Well, the trains ran on time, even though he was a fascist dictator, you know? Yeah. So he goes and uh, he starts taking all the tech from Horizon Lab. Then we see him suiting up, and actually he's opening boxes from each of his... um, each of the boxes that he set aside for tech that he developed to fight them. And then we see the Avengers mansion. The Avengers are sitting around the table trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do? And then he pops in and he says, Avengers assemble. And he is in his new Spidey armor outfit. Now, I do have to say, I like how the costume looks. I think it looks pretty cool. Do I? Why? Why? <clears throat> okay. Because it's got a face shield that uh, is a helmet, but it goes all the way down, but it doesn't cover the whole face. It has arm plates, it has a breast plate, and yet still has a collar. 
I like I like all that stuff. It's got gauntlets that have some sort of laser blast on it. Um, it looks like lightweight armor that you can still move in. Um, and I like the color scheme. Now, that being said, I do not like costume changes for Spider-Man. So I don't think that this is a good look for Spider-Man. But I do like the costume. If you were to show me the costume and say, do you like this costume, I would tell you yes, if I didn't know what it was being used for. Gotcha. All right. So what did you think of the book? And then I'll go into it. Uh, I like the art. I thought the art was really, really good. And uh, I'm a sucker for old classic villains. I've never really been into, like, if you've been created pretty much after you know, 2000, probably even like 1998. I'm kind of like, eh, about your character. I just like the old stuff, you know? And uh, so any opportunity for like the old school Spider-Man villains to beat up on Spider-Man, I love that, you know? So, uh, but part of it too is because I'm just so stuck. I'm, I'm such a visual person, Andy, that when Spider-Man puts on this costume, I'm like, crap. All the art I'm gonna see is this is Spider-Man in a different costume fighting my favorite villain. Oh, and Doc Ock isn't in his right costume either. So it, that kind of stuff always ruins it for me. Like if Wolverine's in a battle and half of his mask is ripped off, like ugh, that's killing this battle for me because I'm so visual. Wolverine needs to have his whole mask on. You know, I know it might be weird, it might be silly, but that's just how I always am. But I, I thought the story was pretty decent. I didn't care for the whole global warming thing. I thought that was kind of odd. And to see how quickly the whole the whole city turned and said, oh, okay, we might be able to follow Dr. Octopus. Like, these are the same morons that obviously don't understand that Norman Osborn was Green Goblin, too. And they thought that was cool. Well, so see, I, I think they have a point there because... Look, I don't believe global warming is real, and if it's happening, I don't believe it's man-made. But, but, putting that aside and just calling that politics for a second, the fact of the matter is that people do are finicky, and they do change their mind at a moment's notice. And, I mean, the majority, the, the public at large is like, if they're presented with a new fact, like if you were to tell me one side of the story, I'd be like, oh, definitely, yeah, I totally agree. And then I go and, you know, confront the other party and be like, look, you shouldn't have done this. And then they say their side of the story. There's a good chance I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't consider that and overcompensate and come to the other side. And then I go back to you and be like, hey, man, you got it totally wrong. But there's always a third part of the story, which is the reality, the truth. So I'm going to say it probably was an accurate depiction of the public. Well, I would just have to agree to disagree then. You don't think it's an accurate depiction of the public? No, I think they're idiots. That's so dumb. Like the the supervillain just made like you can't you don't realize he just made it a lot hotter and now says I'm gonna make it cooler, but you have to you have to love me. What? Right. I think most of the public wouldn't get that. No, I guess I'm just smarter than the average person. I, I would say so. I would say you are. No, no, it's not that. It's I just the people in the Marvel universe are idiots. They're just dumb because the whole thing with Norman Osborn, it was the same way. Like y'all knew he was the Green Goblin. 
you all know the stuff that he did and you put him in charge of basically like you know the cia in, in our world and then we sent him off to prison he got out again and guess what we rallied behind him again and said oh you know maybe he really is a good guy like it's just i they're just dumb people yeah but okay all right that's why we just have to agree to disagree because you yeah, see but a, we're, we're see, gonna, we're, we may get a lot of hate mail for this but listen look bill clinton right no and, that's exactly what i was thinking exactly who i was thinking well it's the same thing okay bill clinton he did he did good for this country but he did bad for this country too like like every president does but uh, yeah but morally okay he was he is the only president to be impeached right the only elected the only elected president to be impeached and you know that's saying something and so people are all up in arms about that some some people not the celebrities and uh you know there was that sex scandal and everything and so he comes out of office and then like he goes to korea frees some reporters everybody's like oh he's great uh, oh he goes to help haiti oh that's great the money never gets to haiti oh he's terrible Oh, he, you know, there's talk of him or Hillary becoming uh, leader of the world bank. Oh, he's great. I mean, that's the public, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that the Marvel public is any stupider than our public here. We only see the last thing that we were presented with. And I think what they're trying to reinforce, I think they're doing a good job. This is one thing I wanted to talk about probably three episodes ago when Bendis is writing the the Norman Osborne stuff about the media, our perspective is constantly, we are seeing it through um, the, the, the superhero perspective or the supervillain yeah. perspective. We don't see this through the public eye. And the only way you get that is through Marvels or Eye of the Camera or something like that. And we forget what it looks like. And we, oh, these supervillains or superheroes out fighting again, they cause more problems than they're worth. And actually, that's one of my main concerns with the, the, the superhero genre, especially with Marvel. Most of these supervillains only exist to fight the, super, the, the, the superheroes. They say, oh, you did this, and so I'm going to exact revenge, and that's it. Like, there's nobody out there just robbing banks anymore. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to do this because Spider-Man's out there. If Spider-Man were to hang up the tights, well, you know, I wouldn't be so mad at him. Yeah, well, wasn't that argument brought up during Civil War? That the it was kind of like the the heroes created the villains and the villains created the heroes. It probably was. I can't remember. But I mean, it's true. It's a valid point. The way they've been portraying it and the stories that they've been writing. <coughs> How many of the last um, Iron Man villains have been trying to do something instead of just trying to? kill Iron Man. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody's out there trying to kill you, you're not a superhero anymore. You, you're a victim. Sure. So I'm saying that from the public eye, it's very easy to see if, if, if all they see is these types of fights and everything and not, you know, what they struggle through and their character development that we're privy to. You know, it's very easy to see how they would be like, oh, well, you know, why don't we just listen to this guy? Who cares? Superhero, supervillain, they switch all the time. 
you know, we can't really count on them. If we're in trouble. I'm not going to rely on them. I'm going to rely on the solution, and it's right there in front of us because it says in this comic that he provided the schematics to fix the problem. And I think what he was saying is not just I'm going to fix the lens, but I'm going to reverse global warming, which to me sounds like an ice age. But yeah. Anyway, I thought it was I thought it was a hyperbole of the public. But I thought Peter's frustration with the things that he overheard resembled reality. Say that again. I thought that what Peter's frustrations about what he overheard people saying, what the public said, I think it resembled reality. I think that our public is, is somewhat that moronic and that finicky. And we switch with what we hear very quickly. Yeah, a certain section that I think is portrayed to be the majority. Yeah, but you're talking... Yeah, you, the vocal minority, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever's okay. running the TV camera is who speaks for America. Well, anyway, I'm interested to see where this goes. I would really like to have some heart back into Spider-Man. I don't think we've had that for... Quite some time, man. I don't know if, if it had heart with Brand New Day. I don't know if we've had heart in Spider-Man since One More Day. Really? Yeah, I can't think of a story where I was like, man, that was touching. Like, I'm glad that they told that story. Oh, touching. Because, mm. I, I mean, yeah, I guess there's a difference between touching and liking. So. Yeah, I mean, there have been stories that I've liked, but, like, nothing that... Nothing that really stands out to you where he overcomes a trial to, you know, to develop his character more, to progress instead of superficial doodads and, all right, now I'm going to, now I'm going to hit the big time, you know? I think probably the closest was <clears throat> the latest uh, Craven storyline. Yeah. You talking about Craven's Last Hunt? Or Yeah, with all the, the whole or, family and... Madam Web dying and all that stuff. I think that was probably the closest to it. Yeah, the Grim Hunt. Yeah, yeah. That that did have heart. You're right. That did have heart. That was good. I need I need to go back and reread that. I do too. I really like that. All right. Well, I'm done with this book. Okay. Okay. It's your turn. <laughs> all right. I was really looking forward to Avengers versus X Men Zero. For Avengers vs. X-Men Zero has excellent art by Frank Cho. And uh, just a quick go over the storyline. It's not going to take long. Uh, Modoc and his minions attack the Wakandan ambassador. And Scarlet Witch shows up out of the blue to save the day. And is eventually joined by Ms. Marvel and Spider-Woman. Uh, they beg her to return to the mansion, but she doesn't really want to. Uh, she eventually gives up because Ms. Marvel says she won't give up. And she arrives... To be greeted by Vision at the door, who says he will never forgive her for his murder, and she's not welcome here. The other Avengers are a little shocked, and and flies off with her. Vision is left somehow crying. And now, I, did he did he say I'll never forgive you for my murder? Well, I'll never forgive you. He said. You chose to overpower me and use my body as a weapon against my friends and my home. That I cannot forgive. Sorry. But no problem. 
I stand corrected. I'm sitting down. You're what? I'm sitting down. Oh, because I stand corrected? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'd never heard that before. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> House of Cards, checkmate. Uh, okay. Uh, second part, speaking of bank robberies uh, that don't happen anymore, I'll sit down now. Hope is sneaking out to fight crime in the city, and Cyclops discovers her. She blasts him with his own optic blast and heads to the city. She encounters a serpent society robbing a bank. She is mercilessly beating the crap out of them when Cyclops and Emma show up to stop her from going over the line. She lets Cyclops know that she's not Jean, she's not his dead wife. She knows that Phoenix is coming for her, and she's looking forward to it. Cut to space, and Phoenix Force is heading to Earth. Wow, your summary is good. Did you write this down? <clears throat> yeah, I wrote it down. Wow, you are really good. You wrote yours down, didn't you? Nah. You used to write yours down. I did used to write mine down, but I felt that they lacked a personal touch. But you seem to have a great handle on Well, thanks, buddy. I started hey. writing mine down because we, I used to, like, review every page. Do you remember? And your yeah. brother was like, these are too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was nice of Mark. <clears throat> no, it really was. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I, I, I appreciate his feedback. Yeah, uh, he's good about that. So yeah, the uh, I was really looking forward to this because this was the kickoff, and I was really disappointed by this issue. Did you read it? Yeah, I did. Um, I had read. I think the art's good. I like Cho. Yeah, for the most part. I didn't care how he drew Cyclops, but I like how he drew everything else. Yeah, so, you Cyclops know, looks get... super skinny, huh? Yeah, we got to get him. I mean, I know he's stressed, like, being in every book and leading everything, but uh, we got to get that boy some food. He needs a cookie or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the art, I like Frank Cho's art. He, he draws, like, not a realistic woman, but he draws, like, a woman that has meat on her bones. You know, yeah, and uh, not just like a skinny stick, all legs, boobs, and head. You know, right, right. So right. He, he draws like a, a thick, muscular woman. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I really liked his art. I loved how he drew the Serpent Society, and uh, so the art was great. I guess just to call this AVX Zero, when I, I just felt like there was very little content to the book. Yeah, but I don't know what else you really could call it, though. Because I thought calling it AVX Zero actually helped it. Because it was it was a total setup issue. It wasn't part of the story yet. So if you had called it AVX One, I would have been super disappointed. Yeah, and I guess I just would have been like, I could have been fine without reading this crap. Yeah, you know, but like, I mean, the the first story was really, I mean, I found it very entertaining. Like, Aside from Modoc, and some of the dialogue was kind of weird, but um, I don't know that much about the Vision, and I really got a sense that whoa, that's pretty out of character for him, and that this is like this is gonna be a problem. She's not welcome anymore, and it really is. They're kind of deferring to him on that decision. No, I agree. It, it, I, I guess I just didn't see a whole book for Vision to say don't live here anymore. 
and hope to beat up the Serpent Society. I I don't know. I guess I just like. I don't know. I guess I like a little bit more bang for my buck. No, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, it was highly anticipated, but I I don't know if I don't know if the payoff was there. Yeah, I think that was probably the other aspect too, is because I ever since this was announced, I've just been you know counting down the days, and I guess I should be counting down the days <coughs> to issue number one, not issue number zero. So part of it could as well be you know in uh, expectation. Well, I'm really interested to see what happens because I really don't understand what the conflict's totally going to be because it kind of seems like they came to a resolution in Children's Crusade and Avengers X Sanctions doesn't seem to be fitting in for me. I don't get how that fits in totally. Yeah, I'm thinking it's just that Cable was warning them that the Avengers and X-Men are going to fight. And it was a way to bring back cables, but I was what I'm thinking. We'll yeah. find out eventually, but four issues to do that? Ridiculous. Well, but I mean the same argument can be said for this then, you know? Even one issue to say that to give out this little bit of info. Yeah, but how are you gonna you have to give it an A issue. I mean, what do you want? A backup story? Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, this could have just been presented like in three pages at the end of AVX1. Or this could... See, this would have been a good digital release that could have been released digitally, and if I wasn't able to get it, I'd have been fine with this. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I like that idea. Like, if you want a backup story, it's a digital exclusive. I can see that. I can see that. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, I know that's what they're going to do with the Nova thing. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as that... Yeah, you're right. That's a tie-in. Yeah. It was kind of cool if uh, on the last page of the Avengers story, when event, when Vision is pointing for Scarlet Witch to leave, it looked like a pretty good homage to his first appearance cover back in Avengers. Oh, really? Yeah. I, don't, I forget what issue he appeared in, like, Avengers 65 or 56 or something. But it's uh, he's really tall and the Avengers are small and he's pointing out. And that's a, instantly what I saw when he was doing that. So that was kind of cool. Interesting. But the Hope story, I mean, I don't... Was this just to put a rift between Cyclops and, and Hope and also show that she's tough and will lose it if somebody doesn't keep her in check? Well, you know? I mean, that's kind of a... I mean, have you been reading Generation Hope? No. It's it's very much uh, the next step in what's been going on there. You know, constantly like, why are you second-guessing me? Why won't you let me go? This is my team. You know, that sort of thing. Gotcha. So, it seemed like a good... It seemed like a good logical next step. Okay. All right. We done with this one? All right, Avengers 24.1. I really didn't know what to expect on this one because um, it was kind of a weird place to put a point one issue, I thought, without reading it. And I didn't know. I didn't read any previews. I didn't read the solicitations for this. So I didn't know what it was about. But um, I like the new point one logo that Marvel has, right? Um, yeah? Well, it's just a... Point one. I know, but it kind of fits in 
quite nicely to the other two pieces. On the end. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. But, but I now, mean, I, I think, I think we're at the end of all the point ones, though, right? It's you been what? a year. Yeah. It's been over a year. But now, you know what? My biggest complaint is now titles are having two point ones. Like, oh yeah, isn't this the second point one for the Avengers? I know Spider Man has had two. Yeah. Is it like the annual now? I believe so. I mean, that's how we we got a, a fan Eric on our page, and I was just explaining to him that it's basically an annual, but that it counts. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, then what's the point of it, then? Just put it in regular continuity. Oh, it is in continuity. Regular counting, regular numbering. Because it's a, it's a, apparently, you know, the point ones are supposed to be the good jumping on issues. Yeah, and I can, I guess I, I can see that for this. Anyway, this. But now, this was, you were looking forward to this one, having not known much about Vision? Yes. Yeah, okay. thank you for getting me back on track. Um, Peterson, his art, I don't know, I don't know Peterson, do you know him? Yeah, he did a lot of X-Men stuff. Okay, when? Recently? No, in the late 90s. Okay. Did he, are these first pages, are those Peterson, or are those from, are those from, uh, taken right out of? Those are taken right out of Avengers Disassembled. Oh, they are? They're just reprints? Yep. Okay, because, to be honest, that art is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got I almost got my Avengers uh, Disassembled trade off the shelf, and I was like, I, I have to see if this is. But, I mean, this artwork is just fantastic. I, yes. I couldn't believe it. Who is this? Diodato? Mm, I don't No, 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 I don't think that's Diodato. Tan, maybe? Who is that? No, is that Steve McNitt? No, it's not Steve McNitt. Uh, not Epting. Who is that? That's a really good question. I might have to run upstairs and look. All right, so now we have... Uh, that was then. It kind of just shows Ven- uh, Vision being ripped in half by uh, She-Hulk. And then we see now Vision is getting kind of a physical from Tony Stark. Tony's telling him how Wanda did this to him and then how he she decimated the entire mutant race. And then uh, he says, tell me everything. And then we see Vision confronting um, Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk. And um, she apologizes and says, I'm really sorry. There's not a day that goes by that I don't remember what I did and I wasn't part of my mind. And then um, he says, I forgive you. And she says, look, if you need anything, if you need to talk, let me know. Find me. And apparently they were really good friends. Now, now, like I said, I don't know much about Vision at all. He's been gone for basically 10 years, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then we switch to Hope and a very poorly drawn uh, Magneto. I really like the art for the most part except for Magneto. I thought... He was disgusting looking. <coughs> so Vision stops by. They get in an argument uh, over Wanda. Um, and pretty much he, he totally 
insults Vision and says, you know, you're not part of the family. You're just a machine. You need to leave her alone. That's what makes her happy. And so uh, Magneto threatens him and says, if you ever come back here, I will totally just rip you apart because he is made of metal and he's the master of magnetism. So then we see uh, Hawkeye and Spider-Woman's relationship still going on. We even see Spider-Woman's hand on his rumpy. That was kind of weird. And so Steve is like, hey, what's going on? But he's super, <clears throat> super mad at Vision because he, he knows that he confronted Magneto. And then when Vision gets back, he... Ch but but then, uh, then Steve says, yes, I do. I was taken out of history and um, I was put back in and I missed a lot. So And then it kind of ends like there. Welcome back, Mayo. Thank you. So um, what did you think about this issue? Well, the artist was David Finch. <laughs> I oh. found that out. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought the issue was okay. I, I've never liked Brandon Peterson's art. And again, being the visual guy, that always that kind of hurts it for me. I, I hate his Magneto. I can't stand how he draws Magneto. and uh, The figures are a little bit boxy. Especially their noses and their hands, I don't. That just gets under me. He drew a lot of stuff for CrossGen when they got started. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, he definitely has a distinct style. It's just not been something I've ever really cared for. And I'm pretty sure he drew um, Uncanny X-Men Four, the one with the Phalanx. Uncanny X-Men. Oh. Okay. I he drew that. <coughs> I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Yeah. But uh, I liked... My favorite part was that She-Hulk and Vision, they got this closure. It wasn't just, yep, She-Hulk ripped up Vision, but he's back and everything's cool. Like, they had that, like you said, the Spider-Man touching moment. They kind of had their, their own touching moment, and she was able to uh, get some forgiveness and be able to move on a little bit. And... Uh, it was it was cool to see Vision versus Magneto too. How Vision was had his had his heart in his hand first, and then he let go, and Magneto just kind of let him know, you don't mess with me. Um, the only part I did not care about was the Spider Woman and Hawkeye making out thing. You know, we get it; they're a couple. Thank you, Bendis. We got it. Appreciate right. it. Right. You know, for us, just let's move on. Uh, but I thought the issue was pretty decent. Uh, nice backstory for for Vision and his uh, his journey that he's going on, you know. I thought it was very appropriate, and it really filled me in on. Uh, I mean, I, I knew reading Disassembled, I knew all this already, but it filled me in on on uh, moving forward the underlying feelings of everything that's going on. And now, having read this and putting it together with AVX Zero, it it, it really sets the tone for the rest of um, what's coming up. What did you think of... Are you a fan of Peterson's art? I was at first when I thought that he was drawing the first couple pages, and I was like, oh, it's so fantastic. But then I realized that... Um, I realized that... Uh, that it wasn't, it wasn't him because the art was different. And so I like the broad strokes, like the... But the up-close... 
uh, up close panels and everything. I don't like the faces, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and so did you learn a little bit about the vision and who he is and all that stuff? Well, I um, I did. I I knew about as much. I like I knew that they were married, and I knew that um, he he's a you know an android. I don't know exactly where he came from. Did Ultron create him? Yeah. Okay. All right, you want to hit our last one? Uh, yeah, basically, we'll just go real quick. X-Force 23, Super uh, X-Force continues to battle the goat guy who doesn't have to, so he can't take over the other world and all of reality. Psylocke saves Phantom X from the skinless man. Turns out that the goat man is actually Jamie Braddock in disguise. Captain Britain won't kill his brother, so Psylocke controls his mind and snaps Jamie Braddock's neck. The end. Goodness gracious. You wrapped that one up really quick. Well, I mean, the whole issue is just kind of like fighting. You know, some, I don't think we can do it. We can do it. I don't think we, I don't know if we can. And then Captain Britain won't won't kill Jamie, even after Psylocke says, you know, millions of souls are being killed every second. So she has to do it. So I think it was a, it's another, it's really hardening the character of Psylocke. You know, in the past two or three years, she's gone through a lot of stuff. Yeah, since she's been back from the dead. Yeah, you know, it's just been yikes. So that was probably really the the only thing I saw that was redeemable at this issue. I thought the art was dreadful. I hated the art. The art was really tough. Really. I, yeah. It was like it was almost is super super simple, but then it was almost watercolored with like five or six different grays and browns. So it just made it difficult to know what was going on. But that's what I had for X-Force 23. The skinless guy, man. The thing where he's cutting off his face and then he like puts it back on as part of his mask. Mm. That's just so disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) I I didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, holy cow, that's... That's Phantom X. The whole thing about this, the only reason I made it through this story arc is because Phantom X is the only person that's only in one universe, right? He's only in one universe? Yes. Okay, so I am very interested on why that is, and we didn't even find out, right? Well, I don't know that we will either. I mean, Mojo's the same way, and we have no idea why. Wait, Mojo's only in one universe? Yeah. How do we know that? Uh, it, it's been said in, in a couple different issues. But he's in the Ultimate Universe. <laughs> right, so he's in two different universes. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Because it's supposed to be the same Omniverse. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, we've heard maybe there will be an Ultimate Universe crossover 616 with the whole Spider-Man thing. I could I don't think that that's true at all. I hope it's not. Casada said as long as he's there, it won't happen. But he's not in charge anymore, so we'll see. Yeah, but see, just because they say Spider-Man doesn't mean that there's going to be... I don't understand why people just automatically assume, oh, it's a crossover. Nobody ever said that. (laughs) Right? No, I just said it was the rumor. No, no, I mean, not you. I'm saying it is the rumor, and a lot of people are saying that. But I don't... Nobody from Marvel has ever said that. It says Spider-Man. To me, it looks like 
a crossover between Scarlet Spider and the uh, and um Spider Man. Spider Man. Which would probably be a lot better. I'm I'm thinking, you know, Bendis is off of the Avengers. I'm thinking he might take Spider Man for a while. Oh gosh. T- send him to DC. Why? I like him. I I know he has good he has good big stories. But the dialogue all the characters act the same. Well, okay. There you do have a point, but I would rather see his stories if in the six one six on Spider Man than than slots. How about neither? Give me back Straczynski. How about Chris Claremont? On Spider Man? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I knew you'd flip. Uh, yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> all right, so this book, eh, it was all right, but the art was tough to take. I think, I think if the subject matter, if you if you had this art with different subject matter, I, I would appreciate it more. But I just can't get into the Captain Britain core. I've never been into any of that other world crap either. But see, we knew Jamie was a bad guy. When in the world did he come back and was good? Yeah, it was like at the beginning of this arc, we found out, oh, he's a good guy again. Right. So I don't remember when he came back. I remember reading Uncanny a long time ago, you know, when Juggernaut was a good guy. Yeah. And we ran into Jamie, and he was a crazy person. So he was a bad yeah. guy then. <laughs> so, it's know. interesting because he brought Psylocke back to life. And she just took his. Is that who brought her? How did she come back to life? I forget. He pulled the strings of time using the other world or something like that and brought her back. Hmm. What what series was that in? That was an uncanny. Oh. Oh, the Greg Land stuff? No, no. Uh, Claremont. Because she died in Extreme X-Men. And Claremont brought her back when he got the got Uncanny back. Oh, 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 oh. I see. It was right before they all went to the Savage Land and turned into, like, dinosaurs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I've I had have to that, too. <laughs> I have that trade. Good times. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, should we move on to our <laughs> Tina's? Finish it out with the Tina Award. The Tina Award. All right, we are going for over two hours. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it. How many Tina's? You know, I was just surprised that we were going to go this long because we have less content than we normally have. I know, but we had to talk so much. I missed you. <laughs> I missed you too, Andy. Oh. We had three. I have three Tinas. Okay, I got two. Help. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. I Uh, I'm guessing it's it's Spider-Man with yes. Doc Ock holding the world hostage. Yeah, he needed both a new costume and the help of his teammate. 
<laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> such a. I, I was so disappointed. Like I wasn't super excited to read it, and I mean I was excited to read uh, AVX, but you know it just they've been hyping the ends of the earth thing. And, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not it, maybe it'll get better. I hope so. I mean, the premise is so weak, it seems like. Okay. Yeah, that did kind of come from left field. I wasn't expecting that when I read it. Yeah. Like, what? He's inducing global warming? What? <laughs> I know. Ah. <laughs> All right. Um, the woman I'm supposed to be. That'd be Scarlet Witch. Yep. Yes. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Yep. Wanda trying to find her way again. Yeah, it was interesting that because she's never been a solo hero, and she's like, I'm gonna try things solo, on my own. Yeah, I'm really surprised that um, in general Quicksilver's not right next to her. Yeah, where is he? What's going on with him? I don't know. No. All right. Uh, go ahead. ABX saying, go ahead and tell the story. We don't need this stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it ABX? No. Uh, Avengers 24.1? Yes. Uh, it's, is it go ahead and... I don't know. What is it? Well, there's... The rest of the lyrics says, go ahead and tear my heart out. Oh, good. Neato? Yeah. You did that on purpose. It just fit so well. (laughs) That's great. Well done. done. Okay. um, Overnight sensation. That'd be Doc Ock. Uh, I put specifically how people just started to assume that Doc Ock was a nice guy. That makes sense. Yeah, man, I'm impressed. Color me impressed. Well, this one you should be able to get. What's love got to do with it? You must try to Where he, where Vision turns Wanda away. Yes. All right. He had me scared there for a second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Cyclops and Hope? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Good job, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was a little rusty. I didn't get practice last time. We didn't make it to the Tina's. I know. I spent like an hour and a half on that episode. Oh, that's so sad. That's all right. No, but like gave the- everybody like a double episode this time, so. There you go. There, that's for you, Jason. <laughs> Way to go. All right. Well, this. Uh, thank you for joining us one more time. This is Marvel 616 Politics. This is episode 42. We thank you for your support. Join us on our uh, webpage, marvel616politics.com. Email us at gmail, or marvel616politics at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Talk to me. Talk to Jared at 616politics. You can download us on iTunes as well. It's your turn. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you were done. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a ring at 616-755-TINA. And thank you for our sponsorship for DCBService.com and InStockTrades.com. Woo, doggy. Well, you know what time it is. Bed- Bedtime. Yep. And until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>